welcome to The V-Hive, a platform focused on women's intimate health. With weekly episodes from the field's top practitioners, we discuss all of the things you've always thought about but never wanted to talk about. On this podcast, we are making the highest quality information on the most beloved part of your body accessible, understandable, and implementable. I'm your host, Hannah Matluck, and I started this platform as a result of my own experience with chronic pelvic pain. Throughout the years I spent healing my body, I became overwhelmingly interested and passionate about these topics and have made it my mission to create awareness and education on the complexities of the female body. Okay, you guys, listen up. This episode is sponsored by Lulu, a company creating high-quality therapeutic massagers not only for intimacy and pleasure, but also for all-over muscular tension and massage. You may have seen me talking recently on Instagram about how vibration promotes blood flow, which promotes healing, so you could say that I am really into vibration these days, and one of the reasons why I love Lulu is because their products are made to use literally anywhere on your body. So not only are you buying a toy for intimacy and pleasure, but you're also buying a toy that you can use to massage your back or your legs or your arms. You are really getting your money's worth here, I promise you. And my favorite product of theirs is the Lulu 11 Upgraded Personal Wand Massager with Memory, as they call it, the most powerful cordless magic wand. It's their newest product and has 20 vibration modes, remembers your last used settings, has a two-hour battery life, and is cordless and travel-friendly. To receive 10% off any Lulu order of $30 or more, go to www.lulu.toys and use the code THEVHIVE at checkout. That's www.lulu.toys and enter code THEVHIVE at checkout for 10% off your order. Today, I'm here with Carolyn Witte, the CEO of TIA. TIA is a one-stop shop for female health with integrated gynecology, primary care, behavioral health, acupuncture, and more, all under one roof and one health record. They offer healthcare that works with your insurance both virtually and in person at their New York City Flatiron location. Thank you for taking the time to be here and to tell us about this amazing company. Thanks for having me. Excited to share more. So how did you get into this career and into this space? Because it's an amazing space, but there's so much room for innovation and new companies. How did you start this company? So first off, I... I'm a woman myself and a patient, like I'm sure you are, and everybody listening to this is as well. And really, Tia, in many ways, is a story, um, a byproduct of experiencing the worst of healthcare myself, uh, those pain points and getting fed up with them and asking myself, if I can't navigate the healthcare system, how does any woman navigate it? Uh, And essentially getting frustrated enough to ask myself, might there be something better and different? Uh, what would the healthcare system look like, be like, feel like it was actually designed with women in mind instead of one big square peg round hole that it currently feels like, um, you know, with a healthcare system that's fragmented, disjointed, lacking personalization, compassion, and really even an understanding of what fundamentally is female health. And that's really what TIA is all about. 
reimagining female healthcare end to end, online and offline, with the you know core belief and understanding that female health is different than male male health, and we deserve and need a system designed with us in mind. So. Explain to everyone listening what really makes TIA so unique and how did you come up with this concept to kind of integrate the most essential aspects of women's healthcare into one place, one company, one roof? So one of the many pain points uh, that I experienced as a patient in my early 20s, uh, struggling to navigate the healthcare system and get uh, time uh, a PCOS diagnosis, which is one of those uh, chronic conditions uh, that one in ten women have that kind of epitomize uh, so many things that are broken around the healthcare system. So it's one of those things that doesn't fit neatly into primary care or gynecology. Uh, it's one of those chronic conditions that's almost like a warning sign that if you have this thing, other bad things might happen. Uh, but you should probably do something about it earlier. And then third, it's uh, not really well understood, like so many aspects of female healthcare. So that mini experience is kind of like the canary in the coal line of so many things that are broken with women's health care more broadly. Um, but what it really showed me, um, you know, going back to this notion, this pain point I've mentioned a couple times now about fragmentation. Um, that, uh, I would say, has been a problem that I really fixated on when thinking about how might TIA build a differentiated solution, one that treats the whole you versus a disparate set of body parts. Um, and when, you know, kind of the evolution of this concept was actually started with understanding what fundamentally is women's health. Um, I think we are growing up to think that women's health is taught to think rather that women's health is your reproductive organs. Uh, it's about making babies essentially. Uh, and, um, and maybe a few other things like abnormal pap smears and STD testing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, when in the rea in reality, you know, women's health is so, so much more. Um, and an aha moment for me that really helped inform the multiple services integrated care model that TIA delivers today is when our chief medical officer, who is an OBGYN and a surgeon by training, said to me one day, did you know that, you know, you can't study women's health care in medical school? And I said, I said, what do you mean? And she said, OBGYNs are trained to study really a body part. They're surgeons that are, you know, trained in special, specializing in a very specific body part or a set of, a set of reproductive organs, so to speak. Um, and, you know, you have geriatric doctors who study old people care, effectively, but no one's really studying women's health. Uh, women's health is so much more, most importantly, no one is really studying the connection between different parts um, of our health care that we all know. Uh, when we look at the outcomes data and the poor outcomes facing women's health, not just in uh, reproductive health, uh, but in mental health and in the rates that women are diagnosed with and dying from heart disease as the number one killer of women in this country, women's health is so much more than just your reproductive organs. And said to me to reimagine women's health starts with taking a broader mandate of defining what we call a TIA healthcare for women uh, and building a tech-enabled service model that could deliver a more integrative type of care that women want. Uh, that we believe providers really want to work in as well, uh, and ultimately, you know, with the ultimate mission of helping women get and stay truly well. It's so interesting because, and this is something that I kind of 
talk about and ask a lot of guests that I have on this podcast, mainly who are gynecologists or urologists, is like, why aren't they trained to learn about all of the different facets of health that a woman needs in order to if they're sick to achieve optimal health and even if they just have a small little problem the answer might not be specifically at the gynecologist's office because i think so many women i mean i would say i know so many women feel like they go to their gynecologist with a problem and unfortunately their gynecologist can't give them the answers yeah. that they're looking for and as you just said it often does come in a combination of mental health, physical health, emotional health. And so I think that, you know, that's why what, what you're doing with Tia is so cutting edge and we need all of these different components in order to feel our best. I think one of the, you know, many, many humbling parts of my journey of becoming a healthcare founder, not being a doctor and building a company in the healthcare space has been the realization that this isn't like patient versus provider. I think it's very easy on the outside to be like, I went to my OBGYN office and I didn't get answers. So it's my OBGYN's fault. Or like, I felt like I treated like a number and I was misdiagnosed. And I wasn't heard. And that's so-and-so's fault. And when you take a step back and as you start, as you start to like take a peek under the hood and realize how fundamentally broken and complex the healthcare system really is and that providers... Uh, nurse practitioners, doctors, you know, specialists, all these sorts of things are really participants in a system that is broken, doing their best to deliver the highest quality patients that don't care that they can do within the confines of an mm -hmm. existing system that is broken. Uh, you have a lot more empathy. Uh, and you also start to think that, which is core to what T is really all about, that to fix the system requires not just building for patients, but building for providers in saying how might we deliver and create a new kind of healthcare system that empowers providers, that trains them to understand the connections between different parts of our body, that empowers, you know, specialists who are really good at one thing, but doesn't suggest that an OBGYN also needs to be a mental health expert when that's probably not, that's not what they went to medical school for. Mm -hmm. But how might instead we give an OBGYN a behavioral health therapist partner to work alongside them as a collaborator to give patients what they want, which is ultimately integrative women's healthcare, as an example. And that's kind of the approach that T has really taken to reimagine healthcare within the confines of the existing constraints of the system. And correct me if I'm wrong, but TIA is really the first practice to do this. So, um, no, we are not the first practice to put what we call multiple types of providers under one roof. Uh, that, you know, the, the concept of a multi-specialty practice has existed for a really long time, even at really famous places like the Mayo Clinic. This is, you know, they do mm -hmm. that, right? You can go to the Mayo Clinic and go see a bunch of specialists all at once, right? But so specifically in terms of women's health. Yes. So what's a, what's a new concept, I would say, is twofold. One, how we're doing this within women's health, but much more interesting than that is how we're getting providers to work together. And we call that collaborative team-based care. So it's one thing to say, Atia, you can go see a therapist, an acupuncturist, a nutritionist, soon a pelvic floor PT, you know, an OBGYN, a family practice physician, all under the same roof, right? That's one thing. 
But if you go to all those different providers and they all tell you different things and don't talk to each other, that's still really bad healthcare, right? That's still just a patient in a really difficult position. And what do you say when they're like, my OBGYN told me this, my acupuncturist told me that, my therapist told me this, right? We, I, uh, my favorite quote that um, a patient once told me once is, I feel like going interacting with healthcare makes me feel like the child of divorced parents, where mm-hmm. you have like you know all these different people telling you all these different things, and this is very common in uh, with a lot of the different issues that you raise: endometriosis, sexual dysfunction, pelvic floor issues, these sort of complex things where these different specialists will like attack them from different angles, right? At TIA, we try to take this different approach, which is how do we have a shared integrative care philosophy that treats the whole you, and actually trained from the get-go all of our providers to work together as a unified team instead of against each other to deliver integrative care. Mm -hmm. And that's really a much more complex uh, overhaul of a system that is built on specialties, mapped to body parts and insurance codes versus what we call whole women's health. If you had to kind of give a sixth sense as to why this hasn't been done before, because it's to me, so clearly fundamental. Yeah. I think first is this really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really, really hard, particularly in medicine where, you know, you go to school for a decade or more and they're called a specialist for a reason, right? So what you want to do is not everyone can be good at everything, which is why I don't think it's fair to say an OBGYN should also be a pelvic floor PT and also be a psychiatrist and also be your GP, right? Like that's, not tenable. So I think that's, um, I think it's really, really hard to figure out how to deliver this comprehensive care in in the confines of a system that's specialty trained, you know, whether or not every OBGYN should go through, have nutrition training in medical school and mental health training in medical school is a different story. And those are things that absolutely should happen that don't uh, uh, to the degree that they should. That said, I think the biggest issue here is really about misaligned incentives and the way really boring things, but crucial things like insurance work within our healthcare system and things like that. And the reality is that the way money flows in healthcare does not, rarely rather, incentivizes holistic outcomes that are outcomes as defined as whole women's health. Another really unique and amazing aspect of TIA is that it has all of these benefits that a standard doctor's office may not typically have. So you guys have an app where you can book same-day appointments and you can message your care team, you can view your health records, you can request prescription refills, you have community events. Like This is just so unique and completely disrupting the female healthcare space. How did you know what was so important to the overall women's healthcare space? So, you know, we talked a lot about the service model and what's wrong with the way medicine is traditionally practiced. And then there's all the stuff that's like around the actual care delivery, which prevents people from accessing care in the first place, right? And so when we think about reinventing women's healthcare and architecting the new model of care designed for women, we thought, um, how do we build technology uh, in service of, not at the expense of our care model um, with three core pillars and intentions really in mind. The first is how do we make healthcare more convenient? The second is how do we make healthcare more compassionate? And the third is how do we make healthcare more collaborative? Um, 
And so talking, you know, I'll talk most about convenience because that was really sort of some of the examples that you raised. Um, we all know, you know, often healthcare is traditionally something we engage in only when something bad has happened instead of before something bad happens. We think this is problematic because uh, we're very passionate about preventive health at TIA. And to do so kind of requires this overhaul of making healthcare just easier to use and find and access. Uh, uh, and so, you know, reimagining how you book appointments and uh, giving our members perks like unlimited messaging with your care team and launching virtual care through to let um, you know, video have video visits at home and not have to go into a physical doctor's office for every uh, every which everything you may need, which is especially important during these during COVID and the current epidemic. You know, these types of things are ways we, uh, I would call, extend our care beyond those exam room walls uh, and make healthcare more convenient, uh, a healthcare system that just works for women. Uh, and there's a lot of in here on dealing with insurance, navigation, and benefits so you don't have to as well that I would put under that bucket. The second pillar around making healthcare more compassionate, this is the EQ quotient that I think is missing from healthcare for so many of us, and especially women's health. And this is something we really, really obsess over in the, both the design of our technology products like the way we ask you about your sexual history on our health record, the number of partners you have, or history of sexual trauma, all of those sort of difficult to answer questions that put women on the defense in a typical OBGYN's office or answering those questions on the clipboard. We think about how do we use technology to make the TIA clinic virtual and in-person, a place you want to go to, where you can let your guard down, uh, feel safe, seen, heard, and cared for, and not like a member who is judged. And the third, I think I've mentioned collaborative care a little bit in terms of our team-based care model, and that looks like on the provider side, but what we haven't yet talked about, is really I think the future of healthcare is the way we want patients and providers to collaborate together. And we think about if the old healthcare system was like, the doctor will see you now, uh, and very much patronistic, like there's only one way. Then there's this new healthcare system that's kind of very focused on, like the patient runs the show. We actually think the right model is somewhere in the middle uh, where it's collaborative and the patient and provider are really set up to work together as a trusted team and the provider acts as a guide, a consultant in a patient's health and helping that patient make an independent informed decision for themselves. And so if that's a principle, the question is what is the role in technology enabling that to happen? And as an example of this, we um, have a, we call a third screen in our exam rooms. It's almost like an interactive whiteboard where you can see your health history on this third screen with your provider, uh, where you get to build an interactive care plan, almost like a Google Doc, but uh, with your care team that lets you add and edit different recommendations your OBGYN may add or an acupuncturist or nutritionist or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this type of collaboration is, again, about how do we make sure Healthcare is not a once a year thing, but an everyday thing and extends beyond that exam room wall, our exam room walls, and gives patients choice when it comes to their health. And I think that the aspect of healthcare being seamless at TIA is kind of allows women to not be afraid of healthcare because I think that a lot of women are fearful in their approach to finding the right doctor and to, you know, having to make an appointment or discuss a topic that that may be traumatic or anxiety provoking. And so I think that knowing you have kind of a safe space is so important because it's making women's healthcare more accessible and also women less fearful of the healthcare system. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that healthcare shouldn't be a bad word. It shouldn't be something we avoid until something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. But how do we reimagine it to make it something that is in Tia really is your we say we want to be women's partners in their healthcare journeys. Um, they're your wing women, so to speak. They're to help you through those big decisions and those small decisions each and every day, which collectively comprise our health and well being. Mm-hmm. And that is quite a big mental model shift um, we're in pursuit of. So one question that I have to just to get specific here, and this is a personal question I have because I'm an annoying patient. I'm the patient who like wants the doctor's email and phone number and will send them emails at all hours of the day when something's wrong. But in terms of being able to just message your provider, logistically, how is that something that you guys are able to do? Because in terms of a doctor's schedule being packed, how can doctors even do this? Great question. Um, so we, our model is uh, a care team model. Uh, and so what that means is when you join TIA, you don't have a doctor that's yours that you're assigned to, um, but rather a whole care team. And the captain, or let's call it the quarterback, maybe is a better uh, analogy here, of your care team is something we call a care coordinator. So every person that joins TIA gets a care coordinator with a name or a face who's theirs, who acts as their point person in triage they play catch and pass the ball so to speak to all the other care team members to help coordinate your care and so how we're able to deliver you know unlimited messaging with your care team we guarantee you know response times within 48 hours so it's typically within a few hours uh, almost always within a few hours at least during the weekdays um we're able to do that by having your care coordinator be act as that you know uh, first uh, point person who has all that context of your insurance or health history, all the different appointments you've had, those providers that you've worked with, and can be that liaison, that bridge between an acupuncturist and an OBGYN or the nurse practitioner you saw, the virtual care provider, and essentially ensure the baton is never dropped. And so mm. we say healthcare dies and those baton drops, and we, TIA, exists to make those baton passes smooth and seamless. Uh, and give patients what they want, which is that high-touch experience exactly you're describing, which is like, I have a, you know, a question. I started taking this medication. I'm having a side effect. What does that mean? Or I got this bill from my insurance company. I'm confused. Or I really want to come to TIA for acupuncture. Will my insurance cover this? Or what have you? Um, I need a referral. All these things. My birth control ran out. You, know, you name it. A lot of those questions actually can be answered by a non-doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so how do we ensure that we deliver the highest quality experience and give you that high high touch in syncness experience which I say women really want uh, while uh, and then assuring that those clinical questions get routed to our doctors and nurse practitioners to be answered clinically which is essentially what we do with our chat platform today Mm -hmm. so it's a really good example of how we are pushing the quality of care for patients and providers alike I think that's first of all so important and I didn't personally didn't even understand or know that it and it is true as you said that a doctor doesn't actually need to answer all of those questions it can be kind of a third person who can probably be able to answer a lot of the questions that we as patients often have but just assume we need a doctor to answer them another thing that I want to discuss is the fact that Tia is affordable and accessible and how you have payment plans. So you can either pay monthly or yearly. Can you talk a little bit about this and how you came up with this accessible model? Yeah, so TIA is a membership-based model. Uh, we have annual plans that are $150 a year, 
and monthly plans that are $15 a month. Um, and this essentially acts as a membership pass into the TIA clinic ecosystem and unlocks all the services and benefits that make TIA a really differentiated doctor's office. Once you are a member, though, almost all of your services uh, you can you can use insurance for. Mm-hmm. So I think the most important thing to talk about here is actually the role insurance plays um, in making the cost of care for uh, our patients really affordable. Um, we work with insurance companies, so you don't have to, to ensure that you can use insurance for things like your annual exam, virtual care. We're, we're one of the very, very few women's healthcare platforms that actually accepts insurance for virtual care instead of charging you a cash price for those services. Acupuncture, you can use your insurance for it here, and very soon we'll be accepting insurance for uh, mental health as well. And this is, without a doubt, the most important thing that if you're listening to this and interested in being a TM member, getting in health insurance if you're not insured, if you're in between jobs in light of the current world, Figuring out how to navigate insurance and using TIA as a resource to help you navigate insurance is the most important thing we do to help patients um, not just join TIA and reap you know, the benefits of membership, um, which we'll get into in a moment, but actually use the services. On the membership side, we think of the $15 a month as really what sort of like this key to unlock the, a lot of benefits that we offer that go beyond what insurance covers, what a typical doctor's office is office provides uh and something i'm particularly passionate about which you haven't spent much time talking about yet but free community educational events mm-hmm. we really really believe in community as another way to extend care across the continuum uh, and provide high eq high touch uh, education and behavior change type care uh, that can complement personalized one-on-one care that you may have that may be limited all too often by what your insurance is willing to pay for. Mm-hmm. So this comes to life in everything, every form from support circles for sexual trauma, uh, chronic illness, uh, pelvic pain, sexual dysfunction, uh, managing anxiety, things like this, as well as uh, you know educational events. We're hosting um, you know a whole series right now uh, called Tia Tackles, just on uh, investigating the issues of racism and health equity uh, within women's health and wellness uh, as an example and you can join these events for free as a TM member to um, uh, sort of continue your own education and uh, build actual toolkits to again implement a lot of the health philosophy we're really passionate about at TIA in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, so in many ways TIA, you know, the TM membership is, is about joining a community. It's about sort of giving you access to this um, higher touch uh modern medical home for women uh, that is also a community really designed to support you on your health journey wherever you may be. And I think that that's something that probably so many women are interested in is just having the ability, whether the event is now virtual or pre-COVID in person, having the ability to meet other women who may be in similar position or a similar journey as you are and just being able to have that communication not only with your care team but also with your peers and if you had to give one piece of advice to everyone listening what would it be i think my biggest piece of advice would be to at this time of absolute insanity in our healthcare system and huge amounts of inequity and uh, let's call it the weak points being revealed. Uh, and the sources of that are complex and wide-ranging. But it's really reinforced the importance of being your own patient advocate, of uh, remembering that your health, like you ultimately, are responsible for your own health. 
and that work starts with sort of that recognition of agency, the investment in becoming body literate and knowing your own body, knowing when something is wrong, when something is right, how to ask for help, uh, advocating for yourself against a healthcare system that may or may not believe you at times uh, and is inundated and overburdened. Uh, and being having that trust within yourself and willingness to push forth and navigate a complex care environment. Uh, and then really see, lastly, not to put this all on you, to really invest in finding a provider, a health clinic, a community like TIA, whether you live in New York or elsewhere, where they care for the whole of you, uh, where they don't just treat body partners, parts or treat illness, but seek to prevent illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that focus on preventative care I think is the thing that all of us can do uh, to help ourselves and our broader community get and stay truly well. And do you have any resources that you love that you want to share, such as books or other podcasts that you think people listening could benefit from? So my favorite podcast right now that I'm listening to, I think it's the second season of, is The Bodies Podcast. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, she's actually a TIA member. Uh, she's really one. Allison is really wonderful. Um, but um, I think it's an incredibly powerful podcast that illuminates medical mysteries. Every episode is like an example of what I just said of, wow, you need to become your own patient advocate because counting on the healthcare system to advocate for you is risky, let's mm-hmm. say, um, as well as illuminating how little we truly understand about female health particularly when you think about communities of color and things like that, playing in those intersectionality between female health and uh, racial disparities and all these other issues uh, and the disproportionate outcomes we see in different communities. Uh, so it's a really amazing podcast. Uh, the storytelling is incredible. Uh, and it, uh, if you've ever felt alone in your own, I wonder why my body is doing this thing. This is a fantastic podcast too. Uh, remind you that every woman has a story and an experience. I mean, none of us are alone. I need to start listening to it because so many people have told me about it and just recommended it. I don't know why I haven't started listening to it, but I need to. I'm gonna. That, that's like number top five on my to do list this week is to start listening to it because. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's so helpful for me as well just to hear other podcasts and other women in this space kind of telling stories and in the field of sexual health. So I'm excited. Thank you, because that was helpful for me. So now that's my motivation to dive into that this week. Thank you so much for being here and just telling us about Tia and sharing all about how healthcare is evolving, how women's healthcare is evolving. And I think that this is kind of a little glimpse into what the future of women's healthcare looks like. So I'm optimistic about it. I hope everyone listening is. And lastly, where can people contact you, follow you, get in touch with you? You can follow me um, at Carolyn Whitty on Instagram. It's my full name, uh, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-W-I-T-T-E, and ask Tia. Um, and learn more about the Tia Clinic and our broader uh, mission to transform women's care at asktia.com. Amazing. Thank you again. And I look forward to hopefully talking more with you in the future. Awesome. Thanks. You too. 
And before we go, if you are not already a member of the VHive, go check out our membership platform at www.thevhive.com backslash memberships. By becoming a member, not only will you receive exclusive bonus content, but you also will be helping to support our mission and allow us to continue to grow our platform and expand this information to women across the world. So check out our membership platform, support the VHive. Thank you for listening and see you next week. This podcast is for education purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare professional services, including the giving of medical advice. During the episodes, no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should seek the assistance of their healthcare provider for any concerns or questions they have.